What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Horlbeck. Week 11 is gone. Not really. It's Monday Night Football. I always get tripped up there. We're recording this on Monday afternoon. You're probably hearing this Monday night or Tuesday. We're coming to you for all the waivers going into week 12. A little leaf blowery where I'm at. I'm in my Thanksgiving location. Little leaf blower. That's how we advance for that. Yeah. With that said, Chiefs and Cardinals are on by this week. So if you have Patrick Mahomes or Kyler or Clyde Edwards or Lair or James Conner or Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Zach Rhodes, all those dudes, you'll probably need to replace them, not to mention all the injuries. Shall we just dive in? Should we just do it? Showdown time? Just get yeah. going with it? Let's do it. Let's do it. All Hello, right. everyone. Hello. <laughs> so if you ha- you don't know, you probably know. But if you don't know, we're going through position by position. We're giving our top pick for waivers each week. Roughly 40-ish percent available, well, give or take. Yeah. And we can't pick the same guy. We'll fight over them for trivia. You'll get it. It's not particularly difficult. With all that said, DK, we're starting at running back. Who is your number one pick off of waivers at running back this week? I'm very curious to see what you guys think of all these picks, but... Wait, quick caveat. Devontae Freeman has a huge ownership disparity. He's like 30% on ESPN, like 70 almost on Yahoo. For this purpose, he's not on this list. But if he's available, you should probably get Devontae Freeman above all these guys. Right, right. Generally speaking, we don't discuss these guys before the show, but we did say, you know, we're going to like give give the shout out to uh, Freeman if he's out there. Go get him. Um, but for the purposes of this game, I'm going with Ty Johnson for the Jets this week. And and the main reason is Michael Carter, the Jets nominative starter, um, went down with a injury in the game, did not return. There's some fear. I, I saw on, on Twitter, people were talking about there's a chance of maybe a high ankle sprain. We haven't really heard. It's Monday afternoon. We haven't heard yet exactly what the extent of his injury is. But um, right now, I mean, if we're under the assumption, I think we can probably safely assume that he'll, he'll miss at least one game. I'm going with Ty Johnson just because um, 
he's already been a big part of their passing game. He's shown that ability to catch passes. He he does have, you know, good burst and speed as a runner. And I just prefer him slightly over Tevin Coleman going forward just because the Jets are most likely to be in trailing scripts for the rest of the year. Maybe not this week. Um, I think they're playing the Texans. Yes, which um, is funny. But f- going forward, generally, it's they're probably going to be playing from behind a lot. It'll be a good pass script type type offense. And so going with Ty Johnson, it's a weak field, I would say, uh, at the running back spot this week. It's like it's desperate out there. This is a really desperate week. The whole week, there's just not a lot of great options no, out there. This is, I went with Ty Johnson as well, DK. I nice. also did Ty Johnson for everything you said. It's, it's, I'm wow. a little skeeved out that like Joe Flacco didn't really throw to him, but also I don't know how much longer Joe right. Flacco's going to be there. Zach Wilson's going to come right. back soon. I think Ty Johnson's the guy, like PPR mostly, I, for what DK said. He's just the pass catcher. He had double digits like four weeks in a row. All right, so it's Ty Johnson, and it's really a sad week. But wow. I will say, Ty Johnson, I think, looks good. I, I, when I yeah. actually watch him, he passes the eye test. He does. Okay, so little little Ty Johnson showdown time, Craig? I agree, Craig. Yeah, this is the first showdown time for Ty Johnson in the history of the world, I would say. That is true. Probably. This yeah. is a big moment. I hope Ty's listening. Think, was he recruited? Was there like a real <laughs> recruiting showdown for Ty Johnson? Where'd he go to school at DK? That's a good question. Uh, What's your guess? You trivia guess. before the I'm trivia. Get Maryland? He went to... Maryland. Maryland. DK. Yes. Wow. wow that's yes. Jeez. Really ha <laughs> That cow. was really impressive. Nailed I it. Would never have gotten that. Well, maybe Maryland had a recruiting battle for him, but now we're going to have a battle for him. Okay. It's time for the Ty Johnson showdown time. I'm in a hotel. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Can you like yell in the hotel or no? I don't, I haven't seen any signs saying I can't. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we got we got this is America. Sh- I yell wherever I want. Again, email ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you have a showdown time. Put the answers in white font so I can't see them. Thank you to everyone who emailed in, but there's only one direction to go today off our oh. the week oh. of Australian slang. We got an email from JP who just quickly threw out a couple more Australian JP. slang ones. JP. JP. But he said, if you drop your guys, that's like ripping a fart. There's <laughs> dead horse, which means a tomato sauce. I don't know why. And then there's Sanga, which means sandwich. So we wanted to throw those out there. Sanga? Like a Sanga, nice. like a Sangi saying. You're, why is pasta sauce a dead horse? I don't want to like know. Because it's like you're squishing tomatoes? I really don't want to know the answer, but that's what he said. <laughs> I actually really want to know the answer, so I'm going to look that up. <laughs> well, you have to Google that. This Craig. is PJ's trivia question for us. After World War I, the, uh, the great Australian emu war was one of Australia's greatest military losses. With only 50 to 200 emu casualties being amassed over the six-day conflict. This is actually a real thing. Like, the Australian government basically was like, there's way too many emus. Like, you guys got to kill the emus. And they didn't really do a good job. So, PJ says, approximately how many machine gun rounds were fired to kill between 50 and 200 emus in the Great Emu Wars in Australia? So they killed 50 to 200? Yeah. How many bullets were fired? <laughs> I, got, I got an immediate thought in my head. I, I have no idea if I'm For how many? You immediately thought of how many bullets were fired? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many bullets do you think thinking, it takes to this kill was, one? You either? said it was post-World War One. Yes. If you if you hit him in the right spot, one bullet, I think, will do it. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> guessing post-World War One, they weren't exactly <laughs> sharpshooters with machine guns. True. They also didn't have... Wait, this is after World War One. Yeah. Did they have machine guns then? Yeah. yeah, if you watched Peaky Blinders. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. That's right around then, though. Peaky Blinders is set. Yeah. This is like the early 30s, I think. 
I'm going with fifty thousand. Wow, that's a lot. I was just thinking ten bullets an email. Just think it. Think about like, you know, twenty-one year old dudes, you know, driving around, whatever, <laughs> shooting machine guns. Like they're not worried. But they have about to carry it. it. They're not worried about the Australian government's like bullet budget. They're just going for it. I'm just gonna go with ten bullets an email. So two thousand. Yeah. How many was it? Two hundred. It was fifty to two hundred. Fifty to two hundred. Yeah. So I'm gonna okay. go two thousand. I'm gonna go a little higher than that. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go like five thousand. All right, let's see here. So why why would he bring this? This is the where the part where you have to like deduce why he would ask us this question. It's got to right, be an right. absurd number, right? He says it's twenty five hundred rounds. Oh, in the great well, maybe not. Okay, that's still a lot. <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> just, a lot of bullets. Twenty five hundred bullets to kill to like maybe a hundred emus. I'm on Wikipedia right now. Obviously, a one hundred percent correct source. The emu war, also known as the Great Emu War. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nuisance wildlife management. Depends on where you grew up. It says nuisance it wildlife management military operation undertaken in Australia over the later part of 1932 to address public concern over the number of emus said to be running amok in Western Australia. Running amok. Anyway, that's a lot of emus. Okay. So Heifetz wins. I win. I get second. I get Ty Johnson. So. There was only there's there's like one other guy I'm semi interested in, and then the third guy's not not really that close. I think I'm going to go with Boston Scott. Yeah, uh, they're That's playing the Giants next week. Yeah, Jordan Howard left the game with a knee injury. He, Boston Scott was actually not getting a ton of work until Jordan Howard left, but Kenneth Gainwell was was a healthy scratch, and the Eagles kind of have not given up their running game plans. Like we kind of thought that was just might be a brief stint based on the def- the defenses they were playing, but they went in and faced New Orleans, the number one run defense in the NFL last week, and they ran for 240 yards against them. Doesn't seem like this is going away. They're playing the Giants next week. And if it's just Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Hurts, I think Scott's in line for like double-digit carries, so I'm going with Scott. Yeah, definitely worth monitoring. We don't know the status of Jordan Howard's knee. If he's out, I think this is a good ad. If Jordan Howard's healthy, though, and plays, I don't think Boston Scott's worth even rostering, to be honest. Yeah, you're probably right. 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 Well, that's, yeah, and I think that's the assumption that you have to make here. Obviously, it's Monday, so um, keep an eye on the injury report for what we hear about Jordan Howard. But again, I think he, he went out and he didn't return. So that's never a good sign, I would say. Um, with a knee injury. And and, and so um, I would just probably treat this with the assumption he's not going to come back for this next week. He had been running pretty well for him. Um, so that's kind of a bummer for the Eagles, but they got Sanders back. Now they can go back to Scott. Um, I did like this one. This was my second ranked one. So Craig, I'm going to have to come up with a third here. I feel like there's just a flat plateau of the other guys in this equation well, right let's now. Let's stick a- with Michael, like Michael Carter's injury, Ty Johnson. Is there any interest in Tevin Coleman for the Jets? Yeah, I think Tevin Coleman is worth at the at the very least, I guess, like a speculative ad, just kind of like see how it all shakes out. I, I really don't trust Coleman at this point. Like he's on the older end. I don't think the Jets offense is particularly good, especially now that uh Flacco is that quarterback, he's not checking down to running backs quite as much. Or it seems like n- Tevin Coleman's the main ball carrier and Ty Johnson's the pass catching guy. But yeah, really and I, to- I would say I I lean I still lean Johnson. That's yeah. why, that's why okay. I kind of went that way. But I think yeah, Tevin Coleman he's probably going to get some run. You know if uh, if Carter misses multiple games here. The other guy I was going to say like Latavius Murray came back for the Ravens. He did get ten carries in this game. He was not very effective with them. But you know in this offense when you have their starter when they get their starter back when they get Lamar Jackson back, um, I think you have to think the run game will improve a little bit. Devontae Freeman is still the lead guy there, but ten carries is nothing to kind of scoff at. Um, Heifetz, you're going to love this one. Quadre Allison 
for wow. the Falcons came back. Mike Davis in R. a R. game R. where Cor- Cordero Patterson dead. was Mike out. Davis is dead. Mike Davis is officially gone. Um, in a in a game where Cordero Patterson was out with an injury, Quadre Allison was actually like their most effective runner. Now that's not saying a lot because they couldn't really run the ball on the on the Patriots, but the Patriots have a good defense. And if the Falcons come out and decide, you know, this is assuming Patterson's out for a few more weeks. It sounded like it was a mild high ankle sprain, which is never good. Um, just an eye test. Like Allison actually looked better than the other runners in this game. And that's not saying a lot again, but if they decide to go with him going forward, he could be worth a speculative ad. This is really, you know, diving in crates, but I don't know. Like there's a, a couple other to mention. Rex Burkhead did get 18 carries. I don't think the Texans are going to have a ton of leading game scripts where they're going to run the ball a lot. However, it could happen this week against the Jets. Well, I actually think Rex Burkhead is the dumpster dive. If you need someone for this week, if you're desperate yeah. for this week, I think it's Rex Burkhead, which is crazy because the Texans just had like 40 something. Just Texans just got like one and a half yards of carry this week, basically. But they're playing the yeah. Jets with the worst run day in football. And, and Philip yeah. Lindsay's like out of the rotation. Rex Burkhead's playing like Rex Burkhead will get the most touches of everyone, anyone on waivers this week, probably. Well, yeah, you could also toss in David Johnson, who's like mm-hmm. got 13 yep. carries and is the pass catching guy as well. And they're playing the Jets. So, I mean, it's pretty deserted out here. It's kind of a wasteland uh, for running back, but they're there. Also, I could just throw out Sony Michelle still. And even though he's just like a straight up backup, like he could still mm-hmm. maybe have a better game than all these other guys were recommending. There's so the guys for this week are really desperate, like an awful. And I think it's Ty Johnson. I guess if you want to say Tevin Coleman, if the Jets take a lead on the Texans, and I guess you could say Rex Burkhead, if you think the Texans play against the Jets and play well. Those are the guys for this week. But there's one guy actually I think is better. Like, if you don't need a running back now, but you just want to stash for the rest of the season, I think DJ Dallas, the running back for the Seahawks, could just win that backfield. Because, so Chris Carson is on injured reserve and is out for the year. Honestly, I'm, I just hope he plays football again. Like, I, like, we'll see about Chris Carson ever playing again. Yeah. But Rashad Penny, yeah. was this was like his audition. Craig, it doesn't end well. Craig's pumping his fist. I got bad news, Craig. I know. He he had like an 18-yard run to start the game and then hurt his hamstring. <laughs> yeah, like, the guy, like Pete Carroll said entering the game, this is like a huge on that play. time in Rashad Penny's career. And literally one carry got hurt. I just don't think they're going to be able to rely on him to play at all. Really good yards per carry. Though, they so say, well, they said it's going to be a huge time. Alex <laughs> Collins got most of the work, but like I think him in, in DG Dallas ended up playing similar, uh, similar snaps, basically. DG Dallas got a touchdown. But I feel like they're going to give the work to DJ Dallas as the season goes on and see how good he is. He might just be the Seahawks lead ball carrier by we get the, by the time we get to December and the fantasy playoffs. What do you think, DK? Yeah, this is tough. I think on one hand, I think it's the most obvious like conclusion would be that it's still going to be Collins. Like Collins is going to be the guy. It's going to be a crappy run game. They're going to have not very much volume. Like if you've seen the Seahawks ability to run on third down this year, it's like bottom three in the NFL, like in terms of, sorry, in terms of converting third down. So that means they can't convert. They can't keep drives alive. They can't like run more plays. I saw Mike Clay said they've, they're running on average, like 18 fewer plays than their opponent this year. That's incredible. Um, Which is just incredible. Like that's by far the worst in the NFL. Um, and it's because largely they can't convert on third down and Russell Wilson's really struggled in that area. Um, so I think it's like the most obvious thing and, and like the most like likely, I think is that it's going to be Collins. However, yeah, I do I'm like assuming this, Alex Collins is not I do available like this. to be clear. 
Correct. And but I do kind of like this because I like DJ Dallas. Like the way he runs, his style of running is actually very different than than Dallas. And maybe this is something that Pete Carroll will start to see is like Dallas is like a hammer looking for a nail. Like he's running into people. He's he's barreling through guys. He's more Chris Carson on like the, in terms of like the running back style spectrum. He's more like Chris Carson where he's like looking to, you know, bang into guys and run physically. Alex Collins is like dance around, try and catch it an extra yard or two and then dive forward for first down. Like he like stylistically Collins to me doesn't feel like a Seahawks running back. Um which is why I've just been kind of low on him generally speaking. Um however I don't know. I guess this one is a good, it's a good flyer. I'll, I'll put it that way. It's a, it's a total flyer. And overall though, this is a terrible week for running backs. I think Ty Johnson is a really solid pickup and then man, it gets really yeah. ugly real fast. And if you're really desperate, go Rex Burkett, in my opinion, but this is just awful. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Receiver time? Receivers. All right. So... I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. But DK, who's your number one receiver pickup for this week? Interesting. Uh, I'm going with Cedric Wilson for the Cowboys. He's rostered in only 2% of leagues. This is a huge week for injuries at for the Cowboys. Um, Amari Cooper is out. He is on the COVID list. He cannot come back, as far as I understand, before this Thursday night game, before the Thanksgiving game. So he is out for Thursday. C.D. Lamb suffered a concussion in this game. It's looking likely he is out also. He's not going to play. Right. It has been, I believe, plural years since a player who had a concussion on Sunday was cleared for Thursday. Okay. So it's like it's technically possible, but it's not going to happen. So I think we can safely assume Amari and C.D. are out for the Cowboys. That leaves Gallup as their number one. And I believe Cedric Wilson slots into the number two role in this offense. And again, this is a good offense. They're going to score a lot of points. Like, I know that they struggled this last week, but I still believe very strongly in Dak. I still believe in this offense. I still believe in Kellen Moore. I think they'll figure it out. Cedric Wilson had uh, seven targets on Sunday, and he's he's number one. Like, he he doesn't he wear number one? We've talked about this. He, he does. does wear number one, which I made <laughs> a lot of fun for him. Right. I made a lot of fun. He had a horrible drop on Sunday as well, so way to go, number one. Yeah, um, but I think he's going to have the opportunity to get the volume. He's like a flexible player this week and this week only. But if you are looking for that, that replacement for this week, I think he could be the guy. I also have Cedric Wilson there for that, for the same reason you yeah. said, if you have a Cooper or CD and you, and you also maybe have like Amari Cooper or CD and Tyree kill and you, you have no receivers this week. Cedric Wilson is flexible mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. I barely had Cedric as my number two guy. I don't know why I was like, there's still, there's Dalton Schultz. Maybe they'll run, run a bunch with Pollard and, and Zeke and, Gallup. I was like, eh, Cedric Wilson. Even when these guys have missed time, he hasn't really done that much. So I just, I don't know why, but I, this might be recency bias. I, I put MVS as my number okay. one. Okay. I, I like him in these big games. Like, they're playing the Rams this week, and I always think that the games where the Packers need to really show up offensively and, like, put up 30 points, MVS is always there with, like, a 70-yard touchdown in those games, and he had 10 targets last week. He's only played six games this year, and when you look at the games he's played, he actually has put up decent target totals in most of them, and this last week was kind of the first week that was kind of the MVS that we were sold in the offseason. Right. This I don't is know if what you guys we remember. Thought. Yes. Right. It was well, like, oh, Alan Lazard was out. 
Yeah, I don't think he's going to play next week. I mean, he didn't practice all week with a shoulder injury. I don't think he's going to be back this week. But yeah, we were sold that MVS is matured now. He's a veteran. He's going to take a leap yep. in fantasy yep. and in real life football. And then he kind of got hurt immediately. But he had eight targets in week one. And we were like, all right, it's starting. So I I'm going to stick with MVS as my this guy. Is good, I like this one, Craig. He had 10 targets last yeah, week. Yeah, I, I had, I had MVS as 1B and Cedric Wilson as 1A. So I mean, yeah. I, I think it totally makes sense. Um, so Heifetz and I are going to do Cedric Wilson. Craig is going to take MVS and then we can talk. We'll do the showdown and then we can talk about the other guys that are out there. Yeah, the loser can pick the third person. All right. So we are going to enter the Cedric Wilson showdown time. <laughs> Just God, what is the person in the hotel room next to me thinking right now? <laughs> I'm loving this. They're thinking about Cedric Wilson. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, who's, what is the showdown? Who is Cedric Wilson? <laughs> what is this? Can you imagine Cedric Wilson was at your hotel and heard that. Uh, that would be shocking if he was here, but perhaps. <laughs> okay. All right, folks. This question comes from Mark. 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 Real simple. How many jeans do you have? Not pants. <laughs> jeans in your body. <laughs> oh, I think you meant jeans like that I own, like pairs and like, I, is that? That was good. How would DK know that? Jeans in my body? That's Wait, right. Like in, I was like, like I, could, I could probably guess how many jeans I have. Can I get, can I like get a clarifying answer? What's up? Is like jeans like in a cell times your cells or like how many jeans does like one cell have? How this many is, jeans this in is, your no, entire you body? Yes, you can't. This is part of the process. I he can't give you the answer on that. What? So I'll, I'll give you a hint here. There is not because everybody's different. I, I, it doesn't seem that it is an exact answer. It is a range. So whoever is closest to the range will win this. Oh my god! Trivia I, question. I. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> Heifetz, you have to go first. <laughs> fuck that! You go first. No, no, no. Well, you threw me no. out of the bus. We're gonna do it the exact go same first. time. We're gonna do the no, exact same that. time. Um, first. Just because he wanted me to go first. Oh god. I. I'm, Heifetz, I feel. I feel like we're both struggling with the same thing. Is this like the this? Is this like the closer to the number of like? cells that you have like where it's like in the trillions We're to know that answer i think it's just for like one your genome that is repeated like what is your i don't gene? know i don't think it's like gene times all the cells that have genes that would be ridiculous Correct. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna probably make myself look really stupid here but i'm gonna say 218 i th i think i feel like you're you started thinking of chromosomes. Yes, yeah. I, I, I 23 pairs. I fully think? acknowledge that I'm like going on the extreme low end here. I don't know. There, yeah. There are, I believe 23 pairs, 46 total chromosomes. So I'm going to say you have 300 genes knowing I'm going to win. Yeah. You're I don't just price. Oh, that's Tens such a thousands horse shit millions, answer. But I'm going to win. If it's constantly cheats on fine. the whole, think of an I'll answer get, and then how say is that it. Cheating. Thing. Because your price is writing me. Your price is writing him. Right, I tried fine. to get you guys to say it at the exact same time. Should I punt this? I Should think, we do a new no, one? No, no, I'm not going to do that. I, 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 I would win doing that. We should I'll, punt I'll this, say, but I want to know the answer, too. I'm we'll trying punt. to figure out if it's like 50,000 or like it's 10 like a million. trillion. Yeah. I'm going to make an executive decision. We're going to do a different question because this is a range anyway, and this is all screwed up. I'll give you the answer. The range is 20,000 to 25,000 genes. Okay, okay. Um, I was thinking of the chromosomes thing, and I was way off. Okay. okay, this one's a lot more fun. This is from Jared. Jared. Jared or Jerry? See, this is what happens Jared. when I don't pick the question. Jared. I, you made this list. <laughs> Just read one of them from the list. Okay. The next question is, how many words does Arnold Schwarzenegger say in Terminator 1? Oh, my God. 
Wait, how oh, many this is words? Important. Do repeat words count? I, I don't know. I bet. <laughs> no, we're we're going spoken words. It's not that many, right? Have you guys seen Terminator One? I think yes. it's like I think it's like eighty total. No, that can't be right. I'm gonna say 150. I'm gonna say like 15. Danny Kelly wins. It's 58. <laughs> Fuck! Why did I? St- I said eighty. Why did I stick with eighty? God damn it! Does it say which words he says? Obviously. Um, Fuck. Oh man, I'm I trying to remember. 80? I'm actually trying to remember some of his lines in the movie. Oh, it, uh, Arnold, uh, I'll be back. I mean, that's the big one, right? I know, but like, does he say Fuck. other stuff? Uh, your clothes, give them to me now. That's at the beginning. <laughs> I can't believe in the bar. He takes the I'm guy's so sunglasses. Mad. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stuff like that. But yeah, there you he go. Also, 58 do, words. The, do the ones where he like impersonates uh the woman's voice on the phone? Yeah, I'm maybe, a, is that in is that in Terminator 2? Uh, now I'm like maybe it's Terminator 2. In the first one, though, yeah. he calls and goes, I'm a friend of Sarah Kana. Yes. <laughs> um he has to have the record for most money earned per word per said line? in the film. Has That's to be. a guarantee. It guarantee. Does have to be. Maybe or Tom Hardy. No, Tom Hardy and Mad Max Fury Road. He might have it actually. Well, the, wasn't the script for that movie just That's a storyboard? I don't think have a script. It said uh, pictures. I'm not sure Tom Hardy's. Does he say any words in that movie? In Thunder Road, Fury Road, Fury Mad Road. Max, Thunder Road. Sorry, sorry, sorry. More of like a, I don't know if he says a single word. I think he like grunts. I'm trying to think. Man, no, Doesn't he say Tom that's Hardy bait? That's Thunder the Road meme. Cover. Oh yeah, that that's bait. Yeah. Uh-uh. That's bait. You're right. He speaks. He gets the thing off. Yeah, he I speaks. Know. He speaks. Anyway, DK gets Cedric Wilson. I'm getting Valdez Scantling. Oh, so Heifetz, who do you want here at third? Uh, those are the right two picks. I almost think MVS might be better picked just because he has more value. I'm just worried about getting whack a mold with MVS. You pick him up, you put him, and then he just whack a mold you for two points. I feel like Cedric Wilson has a role in Thanksgiving. That's yeah, this is a fear. classic recency bias for Valdez Scantling. That's the thing. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Titans, man. I I gotta f- figure out how to pronounce this properly, but Westbrook. Akeen? Akein? I apologize. I thought it but was like, Akine, but I could be Akine? wrong. Westbrook Akine for the Titans, man. Like, he had 100-plus yards. And, dude, the Titans are... It's ridiculous. We don't know right, right now what the deal is with A.J. Brown. So he might be all right. He had, a, he had a hand injury, came back, left, got a chest injury. The chest injury is worse. It's not like a collarbone thing. I read that it could be a... I'm not even going to read what it could be. Well, it'll probably come up by the time the pod's here. Even if A.J. Brown's okay, it's, like, clear that he's... It's really just been frustrating for the Titans this season. You got Marcus Johnson, who we said to pick up last week. He had a hamstring injury in this game, too. So now A.J. Brown's banged up. Marcus Johnson, a hamstring. Julio Jones is on IR. I think Westbrook Akine is, like, going to be the most reliable pass catcher on this team after A.J. Brown. Even against New England, you don't care? I mean, it sucks, but, like, I certainly think that if A.J. <laughs> Brown plays, it'll be in the Belichick playbook to be like, yeah, like, you know what? You're not going to run what you want to do, and you're not going to do A.J. Brown. And, like, Westbrook Akine is going to beat us. Like, that's... The only other guy I think I would throw out who I had third was LaVisca Chenault is 39% rostered in Yahoo and they're playing Atlanta and Jamal Agnew's out for the season now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, that's just not a lot. The other one that I actually think could have the most season-long value is Traquan Smith for the Saints. The Saints yeah. quietly have one of the worst receiving cores in all of football. And, but Traquan Smith kind of missed the first almost two months of the season and like, he's just the number one guy quietly. Yeah. But like, it's, I feel like he's going to ramp up as the season gets going and of all the guys left, I think that Three weeks from now, if we're like, oh, yeah, Traquan Smith, number one receiver, like first team, not necessarily for your fantasy team, but that to me is the guy with the most upside left on the board. I had I had Traquan Smith, Traquan Smith second, 
I had Westbrook oh, well. Akine third. And then That's we didn't fair. mention Jamison Crowder, who just continually, perpetually getting targets. He had another seven targets. He's averaging seven targets a game in the last seven games. If you're playing in a PPR league, you could do worse than Jamison Crowder. Um, I do like the Mal- I like the Valdez Gantling call though. This is not a recommendation, but I just want to throw out that Josh Reynolds like left the Titans and is quietly just like the number one receiver for the Lions now, which I don't think uh, that was exactly well publicized. But eventually, <laughs> did he, he do anything? Not, this don't pick up. No, he didn't. But don't he played okay. every snap, which is crazy because he just got there. Don't pick Josh Reynolds up, but like, I'd be intrigued. All right, again, it's just awful out there this week. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hey, quick note. After we finished this episode, Adam Schefter reported that Adam Troutman actually suffered a sprained MCL this week against the Eagles, so he's expected to be out four to six weeks, so that whole part where we said Adam Troutman would be really good pickup, just ignore that. It's like we didn't even talk about it, really. Back to the show. All right. Tight end. Yes. Okay. I'm going to start this one off with Adam Troutman for the Saints, rostered in 7% of leagues. Um, This week, he had eight targets, five catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. His targets in the last five games, eight, six, seven, six, and three, he's been pretty inconsistent as basically the entire Saints offense has been. Um, but it seems like he has pretty good rapport with Simeon and he's getting good amount of targets. He's, uh, in terms of just like the very thin tight end group that we have here on the waivers right now, I'd say he's probably my favorite option, but there's not very many good options this week. What do you think? What about you, Craig? In terms of next week, I actually think. I think I say this guy's name every week, but for some reason, it always seems like the Giants play on Monday night, so we never know how he did. Yes. Yeah. But I like Evan Ingram again. They're playing Philly. So I might like Adam Troutman season long, but if you want, if you have somebody, if you have Travis Kelsey right on by next week, I think the Chiefs are off, and you want somebody for one week, Evan Ingram against Philly's not bad. Uh, Philly's really bad against tight ends. And I don't know if you guys remember yeah. that week when the Chargers, remember they had three tight ends in the top eight in scoring yeah. in that one? Like, yeah. That was against Philly. <laughs> Uh, so That's I think bizarre. I like Evan Ingram against Philly more than I like Troutman against Buffalo. But long term, mm-hmm. I would think I would take Troutman. I think that's a really good call. Especially again, maybe Ingram had a great night and this sounds dumb. Maybe he's hurt and this sounds, you know, stupid. But I actually agree that Ingram against the Eagles is probably the best Ingram will be all year. I mean, Ingram should have won them a game against the Eagles last year in Thursday Night Football, which we didn't have to go into. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of leaf blowers going on around me. Anyway, <laughs> like I, I think multiple. Ingram, it's it's really <laughs> tough now that like the Tyler Conklin group has kind of graduated from this process for us. Like if Tyler Conklin or those guys are still out there, go for them. Realistically, though, it's probably really barren if you need a tight end. So I think Ingram's a good one for this week. I think Troutman makes sense. My concern with Troutman, DK, is that 
he played well this week, but Nick Vanette returned, and so Troutman's snaps went down, even mm. though I think Troutman is good rapport with Trevor Simeon. Nick Vanette, I think, taking snaps from Troutman's a little concerned, and I love Troutman. The other one I want to throw is Cole Komet for the Bears, who was playing a lot better. We don't know how it's going to work. with like, I think Andy Dalton's definitely going to play this week for the Bears on Thursday. Uh, but we don't know how that's going to work. But Cole Komet was playing a lot better for Chicago, so keep him in mind. And then also Cleveland. Like, Jarvis Landry has a knee injury. He's going to play through it. But regardless, like, the oh, replacement God. for the Tight Browns. Tight end roulette in Cleveland is just Yeah, so if you want to play the tight end roulette, that to me is like the stopgap. Beyond that, you're you're like through the void. You're in the forbidden forest beyond the Browns. But like the Njoku, Austin Hooper roulette for me is like the the last stopgap break last in case of emergency. <laughs> Wait, Heifetz, who did you, who is your number one? I think for next week, Evan Engram is a really good call. I think that's, that, I would do that number one. Okay, so you guys are showdowning then. Is that how you say the word? Is that a verb? Showdowning? It is showing, 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 showing down. down. Showing down? <laughs> no, it's showdowning. Um, hold on. Okay. Yeah, I've never, I haven't done this. I haven't done the question for a little while. Where do I click? I'll just do it. I'll just do it. No, this just what, go to the bottom the of the dock and click. Oh, I see. The... Trivia questions list. No, there's okay. there's one I'm highlighting right here, DK, I want you to do. Oh, great. Hyvitz has been thinking about the answer for this for two days. No, I, I, I Craig, honestly, you actually should win this. Okay, here wow. we go. Hyvitz, okay. here's the one you answered. Here's the one you answered. What the hell is going on? It's time. Oh, yeah. For the Evan Ingram. Showdown time! Can we get that cleared? Spotify legal? Yeah. No? All right. Speaking of Spotify legal, from Ooh. Christian, in seconds, how long is Tom Tom Club's genius of love? Source. <laughs> Source. Spotify. In seconds? Christ. I imagine, yes. Craig's like, I have to add 60. I got to do 60 times, whatever. All right. Between uh, two and five times. I have a number in my head. I do too. Want to do it on the count of three? Sure. There's an orchestra of leaf blowers that's going to really like, orchestra. be great for this. All right, Craig, three, two, one. 523 seconds? I what said 520. I think the song's like eight minutes long. I could be wrong. Okay, I said 320. I think in like five minutes. I think I did my math right. Why did I think the song was like seven or eight minutes long? Ooh. Uh, okay, so it is... Five minutes and 34 seconds long. Oh, shit. If you want to do so the I think math Hyfitz on that. It's going to be a little closer. Honestly, I'll make my answer 8,000. You can have Evan Ingram. I don't fucking <laughs> want it. I'm so <laughs> tired of rooting for Evan Ingram. You just take him. Okay, so that's thir 334 seconds. 334? Yeah, I, I said way longer. I said it was like 500. You take Evan Ingram. I don't even want him. <laughs> no, I lost. I lost. You have to get him. Congratulations. Fine. God damn it. I don't want Evan Ingram. Uh, and just like you don't want Evan Ingram, I don't want Austin Hooper. I'm going to take Cole Komet. <laughs> Middle school bully, Austin Hooper. But he's not a bully. He was not a bully to me. He was just <laughs> he annoying. He dumped on you. <laughs> no, we high played. In front of the whole auditorium. <laughs> and then I didn't get to go to the dance with the girl I wanted to go with. No. <laughs> but you won the pickup truck, so it's all okay. We played like, like Little League Baseball against one another. <laughs> and I was better than him. <laughs> Who bowled over so who? So his dad was the coach, and he just wouldn't play me. Yeah. <laughs> I was a really good pitcher, and I was a better pitcher than him. Do you think you'd be a pro athlete if he had played you instead of his son? Listen, if I grew earlier, I'd be in the MLB right now. <laughs> right now. Craig means that. <laughs> I do mean that. <laughs> I love when your brother came on. He was like, yeah, Craig was small, like like real small. I was. Fair, right. I was like alarmingly small. In alarmingly small. <laughs> all right. Well, that's also the amount of waivers available this week. Although, 
other streamers for quarterback and defense, there's actually options. Quarterback, dude, Tyrod Taylor against the yeah. Jets is like perfectly fine as a streamer. Mm-hmm. Tyrod's good. He only, you know, out, if you have Mahomes on by, he only doubled up Mahomes this week, so it's fine. Jesus. Tyrod's only played four games this year, but in three of them, he said 16 points or more. That is he's very streamable fine. numbers. He's perfectly fine, and he doesn't turn the ball over. Knock on wood. Uh, also, maybe this is going out more risky, but like, I don't know. I mean, kind of don't mind Trevor Lawrence this week. Is that crazy? I mean, he's not been playing that well. Well, I should say that the their offense has been terrible. But what I don't hate so I'm crazy. It. I don't hate it. What about it. Cam Newton against Miami? Does Cam count as a streamer? He's 50% rostered. It's borderline. If Cam's available, then yes, Cam. I thought Cam was kind of graduated. From I had Ty God first. I, was Cam, throw I would put Cam above Ty, above Tyrod. Yes. I just kind of thought yes. Cam's been taken I agree. a lot of leaks. I agree. And then I had Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Jimmy G should be up there. And then Trevor even, Lawrence. Even though he sucks. And I loved yeah, Heifetz last great. night on Sunday being like, Jimmy G sucks. He does, man. It's like you look at his stat lines. You're like, wow, he's playing really well. And then you watch the games. You're like, oh, my God. What is going on with this guy? Okay, I like that order. So it's Cam. Do we have Jimmy or then Tyrod or Tyrod then Jimmy? I want Tyrod over Jimmy. I have Tyrod first. I almost think it's Jimmy then Tyrod, but that's commandment number one. Don't trust Shanahan. But now I, I, eh, I think it's Jimmy then Tyrod. Okay, regardless, this quarterback streamer is also defenses. There's some good defense options this week. I mean, first of all, the Eagles have double digits, I think, three of their last four weeks. They're playing the Giants. And then you can hold on to them. They play the Giants. Then the Jets. Zach Wilson will probably be playing by then. Washington, Giants, Washington. I mean, so two games left against the Giants, two games against Washington, and then the Jets. Like That's like a good one for this week, and you can hold it to get you to the playoffs for fantasy. And then also, the other one, if just for this week, dude, the Bears playing the Lions and Tim yeah. Boyle's going to play for Detroit. Is that right? It could like, be. I thought it was Goff. Isn't Goff back or no? I don't think Goff. He might be not be. Week. Yeah. God. I don't honestly. honestly I think I'd rather like, want Goff way, back. Yeah. Goff with an oblique injury that made him not able to play three days ago, or Tim Boyle. I think on Thanksgiving Day, and you can like watch the Bears' defense like eat them alive is probably pretty good for fantasy. No shade at Tim Boyle, but that's the worst quarterback name in the league right now, right? Yeah. So you you have to drop the Bears because after that they play the Cardinals and the Packers. So the Bears is very much a short term option. But either way, I think Eagles and Bears is, and then also if those are not available, you know the Texans D against the Jets and the Jets D against the Texans. If you're really desperate, like you could do worse. Yeah, it's like the worst defenses against the worst offenses. Like oh, you could do worse. I can't believe I just recommended the Jets defense. I guess really the Texans defense is. I would do right Texans over yeah the Texans defense if it's out there. If you're ever gonna do it. <laughs> Obviously, the Texans might chance. not be like, horrible. Here's your chance. Yeah, yeah. For all the people who've been dying to do it. Okay, I think that's all we got. But we want to do some quick spleen talk. We talked for the people listening to yesterday's episode. <laughs> you know that we were very confused about Justin Fields possibly having a spleen injury, which led to us being like, "What is a spleen? Where is the spleen?" I asked doctors to email us. I just want to shout out Austin in Atlanta who said, "Thanks, Doc." He said, "Craig's supposition that the spleen is the trash can of the body is not far off." Hell the yeah. Liver- the liver also serves as a bit of a body trash can, but the spleen is like a different trash can, maybe like recycling and regular trash. <laughs> and there's actually a third vessel system that runs throughout the body. People know arteries and veins. There's also lymphatic vessels. These vessels transport fluid and infectious material all throughout the body to lymph nodes, which filter and process the material. The spleen is essentially a gigantic lymph node and immune system hub, which brings me to my question for you guys. Which NFL player is most like a spleen? 
Which guy's sifting through the trash the most? Yeah. Just collecting all your trash that you don't really want to like. Well, just is that, collecting all the trash. Is that a garbage time player? Or no. Is that, and it goes oh, in a different direction. Good. Yeah. I was thinking it was until this year it was Allen Robinson because he's just catching all the shit. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. Filtering yeah. it out. But uh, yeah, like, so maybe like, can we call it like Blake the Spleen Bortles during that 2015 year? Jalen Hurts' first half of the season had a lot of. Is Roger Goodell, is Roger Goodell the Spleen for the NFL? He's just like taking all the heat. He's getting paid like hundreds of millions of dollars to be the <laughs> I don't, villain. Yeah. I don't, yeah, he doesn't get any names. It's a you private plane, be, You can't be called the trash can if you made $69 million last year. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I mean, he's taking, he's like basically the, the NFL's fall guy. Like, here, get mad at this guy because we make these stupid ass rules or whatever. Um, I was just thinking like Baker Mayfield because he's like trying to turn himself into the villain in Cleveland <laughs> right now. Um, if you didn't see like last night, his wife, his wife was like tweeting about how his teammates aren't tough enough and stuff. I and saw then, that. That was ridiculous. And well, then she, this she morning, like- he, 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 he said something about, he was getting all mad because he was getting booed and he got mad at the at the Browns fans for cheering too loud when they're on offense. <laughs> Hold on, though. I want to ask Craig a question about this very specific Baker situation because I don't know. Craig, did you see what happened? Basically, Baker's wife put so what she did was there was a tweet where someone said, no one doubt Baker. Baker's really tough. Some of his teammates should be tougher. And then she screenshotted the tweet and put it on her Instagram story. My question is, that is not her tweeting it. But what is, how much does it still matter? Like, is it, would you it construe, if she typed it on her Twitter, it was like, maybe some of her teammates, his, it was maybe some of Baker's teammates should be tougher. You'd be like, wow, she thinks they're weak. Does her putting a screenshot of someone else saying that on her Instagram, does that weaken the message at all? Like, is she still like, damn, you probably shouldn't say that? No, I think it hits just as hard. So you're saying she, re, she just posted somebody's tweet on her Instagram story uh, complaining about Baker's teammates. It, no, it was mostly positive about Baker. And I'm wondering if it was like Baker positive, Baker positive, Baker positive. And at the end, it was like his teammates should be tougher. And obviously mm-hmm. everyone locked on to wow. And maybe she was just thinking about the Baker part. Well, what's her follower count com- on Twitter compared to Instagram? I bet you it's a, a lot, lot more I mean, on she's Instagram. She's in the progressive commercials with Baker. Like oh, yeah. She's, she's in, that's actually his wife. In oh, those I didn't know that. No, that is very much his real wife in those commercials. Oh, how nice! For I think her. she was in the pitch for Progressive. That's one of the reasons he signed with them. Like a free acting gig. In it. I think yeah. it's. I think going on the Instagram story is a bigger deal, honestly. Mm. I, I it, so with that said, I actually have decided the Browns have to extend Baker, and like even though he's like fine, no, I, I, I like no, because here's why: how quickly we forget that this team just went through twenty years of absolute fucking madness. Like, he's the 30th quarterback they've started in 20 years. And I'm like, he's got the fuck you attitude that they kind of need. And even if he's not great, they almost just need to establish, like, mediocrity for a little bit till they can get better. And I'm like, are they really going to pump this dude out the door? That I, I don't know. It's I, I saw so- I saw some local Cleveland, like, some local ESPN radio guy who, in Cleveland, hosts some show for them. And he kind of said what you said, Heifetz. He was going off. He was like, yeah, Baker's not that good, but everybody needs to stop being such an asshole. Do you realize how bad it's been? Like, dude, it's do you so realize- daunting <laughs> to take over that job, man. Like, like I think that people forget, like, these are 21, 22-year-old kids. You're like, hey, fix the New York Jets, Zach. The last <laughs> dude who did it sucked so bad. We're all making fun of him right now. Like, that's pressure, man. Like, not everyone's built to just turn around like a laughing stock. Yeah, he was and like, Baker we won a playoff is. game last year. You really want to start over? Like, you really want to just try That's it out exact. and get I, Matt I, Coral from Ole Miss? Do you really want to do that? I couldn't agree. Like, Baker's a flawed quarterback. Like, like flawed. 
it's weird that when Odell wanted to be trade, all these other, some active and like a lot of former receivers are like, yeah, Baker sucks. And we're willing to say it. That was weird. And also he's now he's a lot of injuries. There's a lot to concern, like be concerned about. But that's such a daunting place to go, man. Yeah. If you suck. I don't it was I, a I decent I, point. It was a nice zag. I'm not convinced. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know how Josh Allen would have necessarily failed, fared from the jump. Anyway. Okay. Do you want to come in and be the spleen of the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Baker's the spleen. He's taking all the hits and he's paying for it. Okay. I think good, that's all good we got. Good tieback, Craig. Thank you. We're going to have a show for you guys on Wednesday. We're going to do another Power Hour before Thanksgiving. We're not going to have a Friday show. With prop bets, we're going to spare you from our. We're we're going to take a we're going to take a bye week. On we're the taking prop. time to reflect. Wound. We need to reevaluate injured, <laughs> injured spleen. We have to get further testing on the spleen going into our bye week, and we're going to come back to you guys next week. But we'll have a power hour for you. And we should not only should we power rank whatever we did power rank, we should do a quick little power ranking of uh, Thanksgiving food items at the end. We can do that. I, I thought you were going to say like organs. Power ranking organs. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We can go. Okay. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Mike Wargon, for producing this episode. Thank you, everyone, for emailing us. RingerFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Thank you, Lorne. Lorne. Thank you, Orchestra Baobab. Orchestra what? Deeper and deeper. You would really, you guys would really like it. DK is just wading deeper and deeper into like he really like is early 2000s hipster music. No, this really is from, they like started their band in like the 70s. Okay. They're from Senegal. I really respect It's this. really good. From really good I respect stuff. DK coming into his own. Yeah, I mean, I'm just telling you, look it up, listen to it, and you're going to tell me. What is the me, name of the you're band You're immediately going to tell me, ooh, this is good. Orchestra is Baobab. The, and they're from Africa, you said? Yeah. West African. It's, uh, I looked it up because I don't, I'm not very good at like music genres. It's like Afro-Cuban jazz or like dance music. It's really okay. good. Wow. You're really into jazz. I am. I mean, I would say that, I say that with that, like the experts would be like, no, you're not. Because, yeah, I didn't mean But like, <laughs> I enjoy it when it comes on and I'm like, hey, this is good. I don't have any expertise on it, but yeah. Did you really identify with Ryan Gosling's character in La La Land? Um, Craig, why does he always bring up La La Land? It always comes back to La La Land. <laughs> Can I say that I've never seen La La Land? That's all right. Okay. I'll watch it. There's though. a lot of movies out there. I don't Craig, get mad you at people. Listened, you listen to Orchestra Baobab, I'll watch La La Land. That's a really easy commitment on my I was side. Say, that's right. a terrible trade. That is right. that is like a Bill O'Brien level trade, right? I don't there get mad at people day. for not having seen movies anymore. <laughs> There's a million movies and shit to do. Bill O'Brien level trade. Noted, Crick. Wow. All right. Uh, well, yeah. I've never seen Terminator One. So thank what? you, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Are you serious?